Hey everybody, welcome to the Mary and Tom podcast. Last I checked, I am Tom. I'm Mary. And this is our podcast. So we run the company Hollenspiel, which is a board game company that specializes in you know military history games, war games. Um, and we thought one way to try to reach out to our customers and hopefully find new customers and engage with people and know what, what's going on with our company would be to have this kind of short weekly podcast. So this is us doing that. Um, so, to start with, uh, this is, uh, beginning of March, and, uh, we have at least one, if not two, games coming out this month. Uh, the first of which is, um... Ukrainian Crisis and the Little War, so there are two games right there. There are two games right there. Well, we have two, well, we have two games from Brian Train that are being released in, in one, one yeah. box, one set. Um, and we just got the proof copy for that one uh, last week or a few days ago. And so we've just kind of, what we do when we get the proof copy, because first we need to make sure all the production stuff is right, is we then go through the game again. We play through the game, read through the rule book, make sure every little thing is where it should be one last time. And usually we do find one little thing that we need to change or correct or check with the designer on. Every single time, uh, but, and this time was no different. And so we've done that, um, and we're going to be uh, pulling the lever on that to take take orders for the game fairly soon. Uh, the thing with that game, it also has event cards, and so we have event cards being printed by another printer, and those are being sent to our our game printer, uh, Blue Panther. So once those arrive, then we'll be able to take orders for that set, which has two games in it. Um, and then we also have uh, Supply Lines of the American Revolution, which might come out end of this month or maybe early next month. And uh, that's one of my designs um, about the American Revolution and supplies. And to, re to represent those supplies, we have these little wooden bits. Uh, we have actually 100 cubes going to each game. And we just got the shipment of the wood cubes uh, earlier this week. Yeah, we have some nice boxes sitting on <laughs> yeah. pile in, in our living room. Yeah, we actually have, there were two shipments. Because uh, we got the first shipment, and I, Mary was here when the mail lady came the first time, and she wasn't super happy about it. It's, it was a cumbersome box. A little large, but not too heavy. She was not happy about having to bring it up to the door. No, and then and she was super unhappy when the second box. The second box came, and I was I was in the living room when the second box came, and she she, she was yeah she made she had she had a big old frown. Uh, I signed for the thing, brought it in. It was much bigger, much heavier. But we have like uh, fifty-five thousand wood bits thereabouts with cubes, little this and that, not just for. Uh, supply lines, but also for Dynasty, which is the Richard Bird game we have coming out this summer. And then we also have um, some wood bits that one of our friends ordered as part of our order. And um, these came from Germany, and it was uh, much cheaper getting them from Germany than it would be domestically. Uh, even adding the shipping, the freight shipping for the two boxes, uh, it ends up being like about a cent per wood bit, maybe a little more, maybe a little less. 
Whereas if we were to get them domestically, we're looking at five cents per bit before shipping. So we really save a lot of money doing it that way, um, which is why we get it all ahead of time. And so this week we're going to be getting some some bags uh, to put the bits in and bagging up stuff for supply lines. And then we'll send those to our printer and then that game will be on its way. Uh, the game we have coming out after that is Optimates at Populares, which is a game about the Roman Republic, about the political struggle at the end of the Roman Republic. And uh, we're just actually, you know, uh, crossing our T's and dotting our I's on that. Um, you know, we have the art for it. The game's been, you know, completely tested and designed. Mary's laid out the rule book, laid out the pack on the back. And we're just trying to figure out what to put on the front cover of the rule book. Yeah, it's almost finished. And then, so we'll have that one ready. So we've kind of got stuff set up for the next uh, several weeks. Um, and we should be having that op-pop rule book um, up online for people to read to see how the game works. Probably sometime this week. Uh, we just got to figure out what to put on the cover. Uh, we were looking at um, different paintings, and we're looking at different. Um, I'm not really fond of like going with a painting necessarily. I want something that kind of feels more like the Roman period rather than, uh, you know, kind of like Renaissance painters painting Roman subjects, topics. But um, a lot of the Roman stuff we have is just like you know, the the head sculpture. What was a head sculpture called, Mary? Bust. Bust. <laughs> a bust of. Uh, or, or are you talking about the actual head? No, like the head with the shoulder, that, that is a bust. Yeah, I just blanked on the word. Um, so there's sculptures, of course, of, of those guys, but the problem is because of a lot of the back and forth and the, the violence, the political struggle, those those f figures would be disfigured. Um, and in the case of like both like Marius and Sulla, which were two that we were looking at, because they're two pretty important figures uh, in that period and in that struggle, like their noses are just, you know, cut off. They, they have, you know, zero noses. So, um, and it's kind of uh, grotesque looking, uh, maybe in a way that, that will, I don't know. I, I think Mary dislikes it more than I do, but uh, we still don't want, don't want to open the box and bring up the rule book and, like, you know, throw up looking at some guy without a nose. So... She's shaking her head at me. See, here, here's the thing. You may have noticed this, is that I talk a lot. I'm kind of hyperverbal. Mary doesn't talk as much. But um, Mary is the smartest person I know and the coolest person I know. I'm not as smart as she is, and I'm not you as cool. You keep saying this. I keep saying it because it's true. Because it's true. But, um, so you put us in a podcast, right? And it's going to average out where... You know, I'm not as smart as she is or as cool as she is, but we both end up, you know, being kind of reasonably smart and cool. And maybe I don't talk so much, but that hasn't happened so far. I'm still talking way too much. It happens. She just gave me a thumbs up. Oh, I love you, Mary. You're wonderful. Um, so once Op Pop is out of the way, then we're shifting back to work on Horse and Musket, which is Sean Chick's uh, game uh, covering warfare from the late 1600s 
to in this particular volume to the early 1700s it's about 21 I think it is 21 battles in there in that set um, I've already started the, um, laying out the book the whole book yeah, yeah. Um, we haven't done the scenario book yet because uh, Sean is going over the scenarios one more time just to make sure you know historically that they have the accuracy that they need and once he's gone over those then we'll be laying out the scenario book we already have the art for the map and the hex tiles so this is a game kind of in the vein of commands and colors where um, in that you have a blank map and you put the hex tiles on it to make the terrain that you fight over and it's really a they're really nice tiles like uh, Ilya Kudryashov yeah, he drew them by hand. And the map actually is really nice, too, which is kind of hard to do because they're just blank hexes. And the ability to make you know that map with those blank hexes look nice, look interesting, that's a really cool ability. That's like a superpower. You know, we have the same thing uh, like with the Shields and Swords uh, series where the maps are mostly just grass, but it's like really interesting grass. Like, Ania makes really interesting grass. It's not Ania, it's uh, Anya. Anya. I keep saying Ania because I look at the name. I'm sorry, Anya. <laughs> I keep seeing the name, you know, A-N-I-A, and I think Ania. It's kind of like, I used to have this mental block with it, kind of like the uh, the hot peppers, right? What are those hot Jalapenos. Yeah, but I almost never say jalapeno. I always say jalapeno. Jalapeno. <laughs> Because, I mean, I know it's not right, but I just have this kind of mental block where I see the J, and I just want to say Jalapeno. It's fine. Well, it's it, it's not the worst thing in the world, but it's, uh, and it makes, you know, I don't, I don't eat them. So I think if I ate them, it would be more of a problem. You know, I went to a restaurant and, and asked for some Jalapenos on, on my... Uh, burger or whatever, but uh, since I don't eat them, I don't usually have occasion to say the word, which is another part of the problem because then I can't uh, learn to correct myself because it only happens so rarely. Anyway, we're working the horse and musket. Um, that's gonna be probably coming out end of next month or early the following month just depending on how long it takes to get everything put together that's probably going to be our most expensive game to date not no not probably it will be it will be our most expensive game to date uh just because we have like three sheets of hex tiles two sheets of counters we have the map we have the you know regular rule book we have the scenario book uh we have the tiles but I said tiles, yeah. Have you said the tiles? Yeah, the three sheets of the, the hex tiles. And then the player aid. So it's a really big box. There's a lot of stuff in it, though. And there's a lot of game there. And so I think it's going to be worth it. It's, it's, it's kind of, in a way, it. what I really like about it is that it's kind of a, a toolkit, as it were, to recreate that period. So you have kind of a, a, a sandbox to play in. You have a lot of optional rules. You have a lot of different units. You have the terrain tiles. You can make your own scenario if you want to do that. And if you don't, well, you have 21 different battles to fight over. Um, and we think presenting this 
as this kind of complete package, this kind of toolkit, um, I think it's a good selling point for the game. So even though it's going to have a heftier price tag... It's volume one. It's volume one, yeah. Because assuming it's successful, which I think it's going to be, there will be a volume two and a volume three, which will be expansions. So those would be more... Um, the price would be lower on those. They wouldn't be at quite as hefty. We're still going to try to keep the price uh, as low as we can. We haven't had like a $100 game yet, and I don't anticipate ever doing a $100 game. So it's not going to be that crazy, but it's going to be closer to that than it's going to be to like, you know, the 30 bucks you'd pay for a Agricola game, for example. Um, but that's like our big game that we're, we're working on and getting ready. Um, and we actually, I've been playing that game for, I don't know, about a year now. Because um, we first came across it when we were working, we were both working with a different publisher, and the game was submitted to that publisher. Um, but it was too big for that publisher. They, uh, he, the other publisher wanted to kind of break it up so like each battle would be its own game, or maybe two games in uh, two battles in a game. And the thing is, you know, these are kind of obscure battles. And I love obscure battles, but I'm not necessarily going to pay the price for a full game on just one of these battles. You know, I don't know if there's that much interest in that one particular battle, like the Battle of uh, Killer Cranky or something. Whereas um, you have all the battles in a set together, it, it's more attractive. It's kind of like when we did our, our medieval quad, the House of Normandy, we have four different battles in there, and none of those battles in and of itself is something where I'd say, oh yeah, I'm going to pay 30 bucks to do the Battle of Tinshabray, or uh, the Battle of, of Wilton. But four battles together, yeah, that's worth 30 bucks. That, that's worth playing. So that's kind of the, the philosophy behind that. Well, I think we've, or rather I have talked the ear off enough, um... Anything you want to add, Mary, or are we... No. Okay. Thank you for listening. Uh, this has been the first episode of the Mary and Tom podcast. Um, and we'll talk to you next week. Mary's a silent partner. Mary's a silent partner. Oh, I don't... But when, but when you say something, you, you don't say as much as I do, but when you say something, it counts. You know, you, you get you're you're kinda you're kinda like um who's the Kevin Smith character? Kevin Smith has a character he plays who doesn't talk a lot, but then but then when he does talk Silent 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 Yeah, Silent Bob. Silent Bob. Yeah. We don't actually watch Kevin Smith movies. I mean I think the last time I saw one was I don't know, fifteen years ago. It's not really not really our, our thing, but <laughs> you're kind of like Silent Bob, but in a good way. Wow. I, I think I'm in trouble, folks. So we're, we're really gonna end this now. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm I'm in trouble. <laughs>